I'd it's recommend right up it. your alley. Yeah, yeah. you definitely would enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I think it's fantastic. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff, you should have you totally said at subpar. You should have like, I hate this shit. <laughs> I, 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 I have my own copy. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. A little bit of me and everybody would go a long way. Hey, oh, that's what she said. Shutterstock music. Nathan says, You can like it. I don't care, but it's stupid. We can try, but it won't be as cool looking. <laughs> Shutterstock Music. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 51 of the Super Civil Service Podcast. My name is Greg. We're down a few soldiers tonight, but we have an awesome guest with us, and we got a really cute, really cool things to talk about. So, Chris, you're here. As always, man, you are a stable. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm here. It's been a long week, and... You know, it's. I look forward to talking with my brothers and and my my sisters. I know we're we're down our sisters tonight, but I always look forward to this highlight of my week. There you go, there you go. And we have a special guest this evening, Mr. Uh, Jeff Haas. How you doing, brother? I'm doing very well. How about yourself, sir? Doing fantastic, fantastic, man. Um, Jeff, you uh, are a creator and a podcaster, and you were on a recent episode of uh, World's Finest True Believers with Mr. Balga, if I'm not mistaken, as of yeah. recent. It was a really good episode. I really enjoyed talking about the Sandman with Chris. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Great. Great time. And it was uh, just convenient. You wanted to come on here, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to have you and nice chatting with you again. Yeah. Hey, uh, coordination is always nice when um, you can be on two different podcasts with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Always works out well. Like I said, a small podcast circle. It seems like it's such a huge world. Crazy how it worked out like that. It's like catching the same fish twice, but it's possible. I suppose. <laughs> Indeed. Um. But yeah. Um. So you were on that. You contacted me. You wanted to talk about you, your creator. You have a comic book you wanted to put out there. So go ahead and uh, you gave me a copy. Gave Chris a copy. We got to read it. I enjoyed it. But uh, talk to us about what it is, what it's about, and then we'll kind of go through points of it. All right. Um, the name of the comic book or the series is called Malik Reigning Devil. It's uh, spun out of a, um, a, um, a backup story in a comic book called Gunmetal Black Ops from 123Go Pro- um, Productions. Um, the editor and owner of the publication liked the story, liked the character of Malik, um, asked me to branch it off into its own uh, series. So I did, obviously, because, you know, no one says no to writing more stories. And um, it's a story about an ex-angel or a fallen angel named Malik Hamashit. And he is, he was um, God's uh, basic assassin angel. He He's the one that God would send on all missions to either uh, level a city, assassinate a maybe um, a demon, a fallen a rogue angel, or whatever. And in this particular time, he was sent to kill uh, Lucifer in hell. Um, in doing so, he had to give up his wings, because everything that, once you step upon um, the, the grounds of hell or um, a corrupt space, an angel automatically loses their grace or their wings. Um, he does kill Lucifer and becomes the, the new ruler of hell. And the story follows his um, reign through conquering the levels of hell, and then eventually will move on to other planes of existence like purgatory and uh, eventually heaven. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's um, you know that that was that that summed up a great part of what that that first issue that we read was. And um, when I was 
looking at the characters, I'm kind of trying to find motivation and, and like the behind the, the underlying story behind what's going on kind of and everything. And, and I, I saw it in one line. Uh, I can't remember what page it was, like page 12 or something like that. Um, and he was talking about, should the puppets be punished or should the puppeteers be punished for their sins? Exactly. You know? And that's, that's kind of his, his, so it's, it's that, it's that Lex Luthor, um, mindset of you're not wrong, but the way you go about it is not necessarily the best way to go about it. And I guess in this situation, he's not really left a choice about the yeah. way he's going about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of it has to do with the idea of um, of vendetta um, against uh, one's creator, and the, also the idea of um, of sin and uh, of punishment. Or what do we what do we deserve? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are flawed beings, uh, as we all are. Um, it's not we were designed to be flawed. Um, is it, or should we be punished for those flaws then, since we were created to have them? And it looks at God as sort of an indifferent creator. Um, one that uses uh, the its creations as more of pawns or um, uh, playsetters with things that, to put uh, things to motion that he wants, and not as things to kind of cherish or care about or anything like that. And it's the feeling of Malik again, realizing once he fell that God did not have any care for him, that he was a on some level an indifferent parent, and the anger that comes from that, and the need to kind of revolt and. Um, Strike back at the at the one he feels has um, treated him unfairly. Mm-hmm. No, and it you almost it's it's almost kind of uh, the way it's written is is you you, you kind of side with it. You know, he, yeah. he's not and like I say, he's not completely wrong. Like you would want to have that kind of reaction in a situation like that. Um, I thought I really enjoyed uh, so the 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 going around to the sins. So the way I understand it is. Uh, you know, most of when he, he kills Lucifer, he becomes the devil. Yeah. Um, and most of the men or most of the demons or anybody in hell will follow him. But there are certain leagues that won't because they're loyal to Lucifer. And I'm assuming that's going through like the seven sins and those groups. Based yeah. on the base when we saw or read in this book, at least. Yeah, there, there's a there's a, a minor um, connection or um, influence from um um, Dante's uh, Inferno, the the, no- uh, the novel Dante's Inferno, uh, not okay. the video game, the novel. And so I do use the idea of the different circles, different sins, and I'm trying to get into a space of what would each sin represent, what would their motivations be to, to some extent, and obviously have um, Malik be challenged by having to face these um, sins. Right. Um, and it, I mean, like I said, um, it, the idea of why some would side with him and what would someone side against him. I tried to come up with what would be the motivation of a demon. Um, I, I determined they are servile by nature on solely. Some of them would be, some of them are servile by nature. Others would be um, narcissistic and have their own particular goals. And I tried to um, divine which one would be um, on which side of, you know, of the map and also keep it interesting too, obviously. Oh yeah. Chris. Yeah, no, I really, I thought it was an interesting take. I, I, I really enjoyed, you know, the portrayals of the, you know, some of the set of deadly sins that you, you saw. And I was, a, was always curious how that, how different artists portrayed. But I didn't, one of the things I really liked was, you know, the, just how the way he sees hell being run he, it, when, when his, like, little, little minion, um, 
uh, surrogate. Is that surrogate. his name? Yeah. Yep. You know, he, he's telling him certain things are happening. It's like, wait a minute, why is this going on? You know, yep. This is the way it is. It's like, oh, no, this is not how things are. If I'm the one who's ruling it, uh, everyone's going to bow to me. This is yeah. what I'm sent here to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I try to um, as the story um, progresses through the. Uh, it's gonna be about. It's gonna end up being about six issues. Um, Malik is gonna find himself in an in, in interesting, interesting situation of being finding himself similar in behavior to how God treated him. Um, the idea of demanding subservience, demanding um, unquestioning faith in his own rule, and Malik is gonna end up having to deal with the fact that while you're pursuing your vendetta against God, you're in some ways, be making the same mistakes that you're fighting against. And he's going to have to try to um, reflect upon that. And hopefully, as, well, not, I'll say hopefully, I mean, obviously I wrote know how it happens. But <laughs> ideally, as the story develops, he's going to try to find out where, you know, the, the real root of where God went wrong in being a creator or ruler and trying to figure out how to walk away from that, but still accomplish what his goals are. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting story. You know, I, I was talking to Chris about it, you know, before we got on or when we got on here about it, and it's uh, it's one of those things where at the end I, I was left wanting more. Like I want to yep. know where it goes next, and that's what you want out of a good story. Where it left me off at, I'm like, oh well, you know, I, I really got to figure out what happens next. So I'm very interested to check out the next issue. Um, I really enjoyed the artwork. Yeah. Um, it was it was that you as well? Oh oh no that 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 um that is one. He's a remarkable artist. Um, he's hardworking, he's dedicated. Um, he actually took a lot of the, um, ideas I presented to him and, and basically was like, I can make this better. <laughs> and he did. Right. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and I always, um, um, appreciate that from, from an artist. I, I like an artist who, you know, respects what, as the right, you're trying to make happen. And because I always consider the artist being more visually attuned to, um, to work and the graphic and the ideas of a comic book. To say, okay, I got what you wanted to do, but let's make it like this. Let's try to do something a little more engaging. Let's try to make it. Um, let's try to raise it a notch. And when you and when that happens, it it does make the comic book that much stronger. And you do know the artist as well is is engaged, which is what you want. Mm -hmm. So um, I was lucky that that Juan is um, as good as he is and was able to take the story and go, you know, um, engage with it and go, I can do this. I can and I can also make it better. Right. You know what I equated the art to, and it may be, you know, tell me I'm right, wrong or right, but definitely an inspiration. It looks very close to kind of Rob Zombie artwork. I, I must admit, I'm not overly familiar with Rob Zombie's artwork, <laughs> to be honest with to, you. It's, it's, it's like some of the, right it, it's, if you've ever seen, either one ever see uh, Bees About to Do America? No. Long time ago. Long time ago. There's Long that dream sequence where, um, they all go kind of crazy looking and things like that. But if you Google kind of Rob Zombie art, it's it's very it, it looks it has it it takes a little cues from it, which is cool. I I, I enjoy it's hmm. it's it's I like. There's a lot of contrast with it depending on the character. You know, it's almost like the character has their own kind of art style and how they're portrayed. Yeah. So I, I I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Okay. Uh, feel free to uh, go ahead and comment. <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say I'm actually looking at the Rob Zombie artwork right now, and I, I see what you're saying uh, about that, Chris, because the, there there was a lot of contrast in the colors, as far as um, I guess every page wasn't. Uh, would you call it monochromatic, or is that just 
when you talk about how you're dressing. I'm not sure where where it wasn't just like a, a set of tones. There was a lot of different colors bursting at you on different scenes of uh, every frame. Um, but for me, the artwork and it kind of touches on what you were saying, uh, Jeff, is what makes the the art and the artist and the uh, writer work so well together. Is I love seeing good colors. I love seeing different styles of art. It's that's you know fun to see a different um, artist interpretation, different things. But I want the art to be able to, when I look at the frame, feel what they're trying to portray in the word bubbles or or maybe take that word bubble away and see if I can still understand what's going on. And if I could just look through the pictures and understand or get an idea of what's going on, then I feel like the artwork and the storyline are working really well together. Um, and, and I thought it ran really well together in this. So... Yeah, um, I think, I mean, first the colors goes, um, that's Chris McAuley, and he's done a lot of um, big-time work for Marvel and Image and whatnot. I think he also did some work with Todd McFarlane, and he definitely added that little extra layer that gave it, you know, the little more little mood, um, the atmosphere. And um, I do think he, he he gave it, I think he brought it to the next level, in my personal opinion. And I did want to make sure I, I said Juan's name. Uh, Juan, um, I believe his pronounced last name, Amaran, who's the uh, penciler. Okay. Yeah, and I, uh, Chris McCall, like I said, he's a very cool guy. He was just like, sure, I'll do this for you guys. And, you know, he's always um, kept things on time, had any changes. So anyone who can work with him, highly recommend him. Okay. I think it's crazy how some artists can just, uh, just almost like it's nothing, and just take an idea and just <laughs> draw it out like it, it like it's a it, – well, I guess it is a hobby for them. But uh, it reminds me of the, the Jim Lee stuff that's on uh, the DC – animated or not dc animated the dc network right now where he's donating pictures to charity and then the person suggests the picture and he just draws it um it, it's crazy how artists can do that i mean i used to be okay at art but never anywhere on that level yeah i mean you can tell with juan and with uh chris um that they do it for the the love of um the the, the genre they do it for mm-hmm. the enjoyment of the story um because i mean obviously they're um because we're, we're small indie i mean they're not necessarily you know breaking the bank with doing it for us but it's just a, they did it for a true passion and you can't do better than that I, in my personal opinion that's you know that is the like the, the absolute limit yeah. that's where you get the best stuff is a labor of love right chris mm-hmm. oh yes 100 percent. but um yeah man uh i got nothing else i mean i would recommend this and i'll include a link to it in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out um, you got You can download it, correct? Yep, you can you get it off. Uh, you can get it off Indie Planet. Um, it can be downloaded, and can also you can get a print copy through Indie Planet at the moment as well. Um, I think the download is like a dollar. The um, print version is maybe four dollars or five, and then there's shipping attached to it. But I recommend everyone to give it a shot. You're not going to go wrong with it. I mean, it's a lot of action, some nice brutality. Um, hopefully some good characterizations without tooting my own horn. Um, and <laughs> no, toot away, man. You got to. Yes, indeed. And, um, I, the nice thing too, like I said, the second issue has already been written and approved. The third issue is written and approved. Um, is only, is, things only get bigger in scale from here on out. We go from sins to, uh, fighting the first demons. You have, um, more activity with angels show up. Um, then we go to purgatory and everything blows up from there. And eventually it just gets bigger and bigger. And you, you want to start? You want to start now? Is my would be my opinion. Yeah. All right, man. Jump on it. Like I said, man, just uh, let me know where I got what uh, what I got to put down, and I'll include the link in the show notes so people can check that out. And uh, I'm assuming probably you said it's an indie company. You have probably a lot of other comics they can check out as well. So 
give a lot of the stuff a shot. Yeah, um, it's yeah. from One Two Three um, Productions. The um, editor and um, owner of the site, who also did the lettering for me, uh, Phoebe Xavier. She um, has a lot of other comic books that is under her name. Um, like I said, the Gunmetal Black Ops, where um, my backup, the story of Malik first started as a backup called God's Sword. Um, her um, her stories. Um, her was the main, hers was the main story and she has a bunch of other series as well. So yeah, check out one, two, three, go productions. Um, you'll see a lot of other very entertaining stuff. Cool. Definitely. Check it out. Uh, Chris, you got anything else you want to add? No, I, th- I highly encourage, uh, y'all to check it out. You know, we, we thank you Jeff for bringing it to our attention at that point. You know me, I'm a sucker for hey, you say, Hey, check this out. I'll check it out. I'm not one day. To- <laughs> I'll leave, I'll give it a read, but you know, I, I think you've done a good job. I've, I've, you know, when you came on the show, I looked at your other stuff. You, you've got a, a great knack. I mean, uh, for, for your your style of writing, and Thank you. you know, your the artists you've teamed with definitely help bring that to life. So I uh, keep keep it up, and yeah, like I said, if listeners definitely give it a shot. It's it's you'll definitely be pretty impressed. Yeah, couldn't say it better. Um, all right, man. Well. Let's go right. ahead and hop on to the next topic then. Beginning of the week, uh, what was it? Amazon, or not, excuse me, uh, AMC's, uh, no, was it yeah, AMC's uh, stock skyrockets because there's rumors Amazon's going to buy them. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't pay much attention to the story throughout the, the rest of the week. I was kind of just checking out headlines. And then I guess it was the day or yesterday that it came out that that's not happening. Um, yeah, deadline, it was, I think it was pretty much the same day. Was uh, it? Oh, maybe I just found out about it. It was, yeah, I I kind of looked, dug around a little bit just seeing if anyone had picked it up. And Deadline had, as was May 11th at seven in the morning, they said their the report's not confirmed by AMC. No one's commenting on Amazon. They don't count. Neither one of them are commenting on speculation, but that could just be a line. But being how credible Deadline is, they put this line in there. Deadline sources are telling us there are no such talks. Um, which is interesting, but again, I still think it's it, it's it, it made it up there to to be a, a story for you know for the week at that point. Yeah. It, it, it is it is an interesting concept, and I know Greg, you have a lot of you you kind of proposed this either last week or a couple of weeks ago at this point, but I think you had some more ideas of why this this is a good idea. Yeah, well, I think we've talked about it quite a bit. I think we actually talked about it two or three times through the shows. Because just, I mean, what's going on? It's 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 a crazy idea. But uh, Jeff, do you have any thoughts on it before I hop on to why I think it's a good idea? Which I wish Travis was here because he vehemently thinks it's not a it's a bad idea, and I, I'd like to debate with him on that. But uh, Jeff, do you got any thoughts? I, on I I don't. I'm not sure. Any time Amazon grows any bigger is ever a good thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that, that's my personal opinion on Amazon. I think um, Bezos is doing just fine. <laughs> doesn't need to absorb anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's basically, I mean, it's it's really what every huge company has done. There's always been one company to come through and do this over the last few decades. I mean, uh, you know, McDonald's, uh, Walmart, they were all doing the same kind of thing. This is just on a different kind of level because uh, the world's more connected now, man. It, it's so much... I guess when you're the richest man in the world, even after you have half the money in your life taken or half of your money taken, it's pretty much easy to do anything you want to. But, <laughs> you know, we were talking about, Chris, you, you don't think this is a good idea from what I take of it, right? Like, it, uh, it's not uh, happening. But if it were to happen. Yeah, it's one, I think from a, a shareholder perspective, this isn't going to go through. 
because if if it's true that that because the shareholders want stock, this would be a cash out, and the stockholders of AMC don't want that. They want Amazon stock. If they're going to do this, they want to be invested in the company. So that's one big holdup. If this does go through, they're going to have to get some Amazon stock with that, which I don't think Amazon's willing to give at this point. But you know, this another reason I don't think it's going to happen is, and I think the only reason it started to get movement is the Justice Department has looked into possibly terminating a many decades old law that decrees where you know regulates how certain movie studios distribute films to certain movie theaters. You know, this was goes back to the old studio days where, you know, studios also own theaters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Amazon does have their own studio. And I know that's part of your your idea where, you know, they could kind of market their movie and get to experience an Amazon movie in the Amazon theater and, and have that kind of different experience on top of some other perks. But you know, I, I think that's kind of gained traction with the possibility. Maybe they're dabbling it to see if, you know, Justice Department, but, you know, not getting too political. I know our current occupant in the White House, President Trump, is not a fan of Bezos to begin with. So, right. you know, it's, you know, neither here nor there. But it's it, it's interesting because this would bring up some antitrust things if they're going to buy at a theater and they're a studio. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I said, we've kind of brushed on that. Brushed on. We've had a topic on just this kind of subject for the last few weeks, but it's a big subject. And I think whenever CK was on with a couple weeks ago, we talked about Netflix doing this, about the possibility of Netflix yeah, opening yeah. up theaters, you know, uh, which is you could really do it with any. You could do it with Netflix. You could do it with Amazon. You could do it with uh, with Disney Plus. Like, I think those are the three big hitters for, for, for uh, streaming services. I think if you're going to own most people probably own all three of those. No, let's just face it. I mean, do do you do you, the two of you on all three of those? Well, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Netflix, next Netflix, Amazon Prime, and uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I do. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't do Amazon. Um, I, okay. I do Disney Plus, Hulu, and I have Netflix, but no, I don't do Amazon. Okay, so you could throw Hulu in there. I guess it's another big competitor. But there's a, a few big hitters, you know, that are the ones that most people are going to have. Two or three of these, or all of them, you know, for that uh, matter where they could do this kind of thing where they could start a theater up. But I think, I think Travis, I'm going to give his arguments and points while he's not here. Cause he was arguing about the decline in people going to movies and everything over the last few years. And I think there's a couple factors that I think one is because video on demand being so on demand so quickly is new. It's something that people want because it's, they, they want to try it, you know, like you don't want to make maybe necessarily go out the movie. And I think that movie theaters kind of, overstep their boundaries with not necessarily just ticket prices, but concession prices. Like when it costs a family of four or a hundred dollars to go see a movie. I mean, it's a great experience, but I mean, how many times can you do that type deal? So I think that that makes this seem not a very, like a very good idea to anybody who's thinking this is not a good idea. I think that maybe if you took movie theater, like say we lost movie theaters altogether, everything's shut down. There's no theaters around. For five years, okay, that, yeah, and 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 then Amazon do, and then Amazon does something like this, or or, or not n- n- maybe necessarily all the way gone, but you got to go a long way. It's like a drive-in. You got to know where a drive-in theater is at, and you usually have to go a long way to get to one. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I, f- I found the the Supreme Court case that brought this down. I'm sorry, I'm a history buff anyway, so. Um, it's called U.S. versus Paramount Pictures. This was done in 1948, so that's how long this was. It decreed that, 
you know, it ended film studios owning their own theaters and holding exclusive rights where uh, they would show their movies. And it would change basically Hollywood movies were produced, distributed, and exhibited. So basically broke up. This was the one of the biggest things that broke up the studio system. So that's why it would be interesting to see if the Justice Department does end, end this. This is how long this law has been in place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I am not on the, you know, yes, movie theater attendance movies uh, are going down, but I still want to see certain movies in theaters. And I've said this before. I mean, certain movies you just have to experience. I mean, you know, I'll repeat myself again. I was lucky enough to see all, every single Star Wars movie in the theaters. You know, it started with, no, I'm not, I'm not that old that I saw it in 1970s. Sorry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but with the special editions came out and things like that. But, you know, there's something lost. I mean, again, not, not everyone can have a Zack Snyder like own movie studio theater. We can try but it won't be as cool looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's something that's lost. I mean, there are those moments in theaters where you all cheer, you all cry, you all laugh. Yeah, you have friends around you, but it's just something about the theater that since its inception in the silent era, I don't see them going away. Do I see condol- consolidation? Yes. Do I think that and Amazon or someone will come to the rescue of it. Yes. I just, it's just, I just don't think it's, I see it can be, if it's going to be, it could be a good move for Amazon, but I just see too many cons right now, not just initially, but in the long game of what, what do they, how does this help their bottom dollar? Because I get Amazon expanding into grocery stores with whole foods. I get that. I got, I get them getting into the streaming business. I get them, you know, it just buying certain things that kind of fit into this one. This one's just, it's harder for me to see. So I'm just not seeing the end game for this one yet. All right. I, I think the only argument I can make for that would be something we haven't really talked about yet, but we were talking about the other day when we were uh, chatting was um, if they were to do this, they have, a, then they, they have the leg up on, on the competition. True. Like there's no other one that has it, and I get that it may be something where maybe they don't make a lot of money off it, or maybe not really anything at all for a few years. But I really do think that Amazon is in a position where they could probably take a loss on something like this for a pretty good while and be okay as long as it had the future or the, the possibility of being success. And if it didn't, they could just cut their losses. I mean, it's one of those things where you you're gonna put the I think they could put the money into it and take the risk of it being a success and not worry about if it's not. And if it is, guess what? You're the first one to do it, and you're probably everybody's probably going to model after you, you know. Um, so I mean, it, it's I guess it's just me personally. If I was in that position, and like I said, I know, we know it's not going to happen now. I'm pretty positive, but uh, if I was in that position, hell yeah, I'm going for it. You know, I mean, why why not? You got nothing to lose. Amazon's not afraid. No, of losing yeah, money. I mean they can. You're right. They can absorb this cost. You're totally right at that. I mean, this. You're right. No risk, no reward. You're totally good at that. It's just, it's, it's not a. Again, it's just hard for me to see. This doesn't fit yet. And again, I'm. I'm that's why it's I'm. Too not, early. It. Well, it, it, it's too early. But it's it's one of those things where they're not going to show their hand to everyone, or else what's the point? But it's it just doesn't fit the model yet for them. You're right. They'll be ahead of the game, but why hasn't anyone else thought about doing this before, especially since movies have been going downhill for a while? 
like attendance and, and profits have been going down for them in attendance. So just fair point. Yeah, fair point. Jeff, you got any thoughts on it, man? Sorry, being him, being Christian, going back and forth, <laughs> and let's get a word in as was. No, no, it's no worries. Um, no, I mean, is absolutely there's a danger in letting a a studio have be the gate um, gatekeepers of other studios' movies, and obviously you could run into a problem of what they allow or not allow showing in their theaters, um, which I think is just long term damaging. The, the only other possibility is what we see with streaming would then just be done probably with studios that the each studio will have their own theaters that just show you know their associated products. So no, it's, it's not something I would be. Um, I'm not rooting for, and you know, I, I mean, streaming um, by studio is an, is enough of a, a headache. I don't know about um, wanting their own theaters. In my opinion. Okay. okay. Hey, makes sense. I mean, yeah, it, it's like I said. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I guess there 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 are you know valid points to both sides. It's really just kind of what you to feel like. I don't really know now that I think about it. I'm trying to think of is there any Netflix original or Amazon original movie that I saw that I was like, man, I wish I could have seen that on the big screen. No, I thought maybe bright. I, I was thinking that, that that, that might've been one that would have been cool to see on big screen, but it was like, ah, I mean, I don't, I don't have to. Um, I can't really think of a whole lot else. I mean, there's been it, some it really would, good stuff. Yeah, it's been good. It's just, they, they've created it for their platform. Right. So again, then they have to rethink. And some of this stuff has premiered. Like when during Oscar races, it has to be premiere. Like Irishman, in order to be considered outside of this year when they changed the rules, it had to premiere in certain markets at least for a week at that point. So they do that, They but they film those. But there hasn't been an action, sci-fi, bombastic one that you could see. Like Irishman is not. It's a drama. You could totally put that on the theater. You know, it's it's not hard to imagine that, but it, it would. What if you know again? You know, a lot of we, we see how things work. We see how things work with actors and publicists, things like that, putting things out there as a rumor in order for a negotiation tactic. This not only could be a negotiation tactic, but if it's not real, maybe it could just be Amazon saying, "Let's see how people respond to this, just sure. to see we're not sure. serious, but let's leak the idea." I mean, it's it's a great strategy just to see how people react and see who blinks first. Not like look at the competition. Do they start moving some traction, and, right. and does it start the debate like we're talking right now? If if it is, guess what? We're talking about it. You know, they are successful in that. We are definitely talking about it. Yeah, mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, man. Like I said, well, well, this, well played, Mister Bezos. Well played. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, realistically, as far as we understand it, this is just it was there and gone, right? No, yeah, no. I mean, nothing. Not, if if it's happening, neither side's commenting, and if deadlines to be believed, this was never happening to begin with. Okay. All right. Well, let's just uh, assume it never happened, and we'll use that for a twenty-minute segment of the show, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Uh, cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next one right here. Let's uh, let's see. What are we going to tackle next? Oh, let's do this next. Let's talk about string being Pat Bat. So, Chris, you go ahead and no, talk no, about you, it because you, you have some serious feelings. I want I want to hear I want to hear this since I I was in the middle of work and let you kind of <laughs> rage a little bit and I oh. missed it, I missed it at that point. So I'll, I'll I want to see you. Okay, I did have a moment um, when I heard about this because 
it's irritating to me. Like, I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big movies fan. And this is a personal thing for me. It doesn't. May, this may bother other people too, but it's something that really bothers me. It's, it's when rich people. And I don't want to say rich people because some people are rich people that have that have that have earned their money. I'm not saying that most people, rich people have earned their money. Okay. Let's just say this particular. Let's just focus on him at that. Let's point. Let's focus you know, on Robert Pattinson. Yeah, on, on, yes. on what we've seen, what we've heard. Okay. Robert Pattinson has landed probably one of the most iconic roles. In storytelling, I would say, gosh, for a long time now. I mean, I think that a lot of kids probably recognize or know who Batman is for they recognize or know a lot of some members of their family, you know, like relative, like long farther distant relatives in their family. Um, it's a recognizable character. It's like Spider-Man. It's like Superman. They're out there, man. Wonder Woman, like people recognize this stuff. So you're playing this role and a lot of people got passed up. Well, not a lot. Okay. A few good people that could have played the role really well and were dedicated to wanting to be in this role got passed up for you to play this. And I've really, really, really wanted to be behind you and 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 look forward to your version of the Batman. And I still think it's it's got potential to be great. I'm not saying this ruins it for me. It just pissed me off. When I heard that you're not going to really work out at all, or that you're not working out at all, Katie kind of calmed me down because she's right. It's not filming right now. I guess there's no reason... For him to be working out right now if they're not filming technically. But I just want some – it's just – for me, it looks like lack of commitment, man. Sh- show me some conviction. Like, show me you want to be the Batman. You are about to play the world's greatest detective, a ninja, and you're not going to train. Even whenever you're not filming right now, you're not going to just do anything to train because it doesn't – it's not like you start training and then you're in shape. I mean, it takes a while, and I get that these – Actors, when they're doing this for movies, they have coaches and they have people that help them as far as scheduling and eating right and probably supplementing the proper ways. So it's a slightly easier for them. But for me, it just feels like lack of commitment, you know, because who was it? He was, I think, in the same article, it was talking about, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Zoe Saldana, but it's not Zoe Saldana. Um, who's playing Catwoman? Um, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. That's why I was wanting to say Zoe Saldana. Um, is working out five days a week. You know, she's training for the role, and they're not filming right now. And and I get it. Like I said, you don't have to. I guess. I guess it's just a personal thing for me. It feels like a lack of commitment. It it makes me. I I was already in question about where they're going with this, but I'm willing to give it a chance. I mean, I'm gonna pay to see it regardless. You know, at least once, probably more than once. But, um, even if I didn't like it, but I just I don't know. I guess they're not meeting my expectations, and it's my fault. You know, no. That, that's what it really comes down to. Is, is I have expectations they're not meeting or they're not seeing, or I don't see it going that direction, and so I don't. I'm trying not to be upset about that because I, they don't I, have to do what I want them to do. You know. I want to quickly respond to you, Greg, but I want to hear. I want to hear Jeff before I jump in. Uh, one quick response to you is like, I'm going to say this. It's okay to be upset about this, Greg. You you take, you know how much I, I enjoy the character of Batman. So it's okay on an initial read of this to kind of tilt your head and be like, what the hell? You know? So I'll, I'll leave that at that. But what do you think about this whole thing, Jeff? Well, I'll, there's a lot of discussion that he's actually just trolling people and he has been working out quite consistently. Uh, consistently. He does have a, um, a habit of being kind of a troll and, according to people like Christopher Nolan and others. And they do show shots of him being uh, quite in shape, so he might just be uh, bullshitting. Yeah. Uh, which I think is very possible. And 
he's maybe just bored and just trying to uh, stir some stuff. Cause you know, and he, most people are pretty anti Patterson anyway, before he even got the role. So he, he might just tr- be uh, trolling people because he might have been asked a question that he didn't feel like answering. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. And I do agree with that. He's done, he's done that a few, a few times already with interviews regarding this. One thing I thought that some people seem to be missing with this is what he said, um, in the article, you know, the focus has been the not working out, but he said something interesting when talking about what he wants to bring to the part in legacy. He says, and then I was thinking it's fun. It's fun when more and more ground has been covered. Um, like where's the gap? You've seen this sort of a lighter version. You've seen sort of a jaded version and a more animalistic version. And the puzzle of it becomes quite satisfying to think, where's my opening? And also, do I have anything inside of me that would work if I could do it? And then also it's a legacy part, right? I like that. Then there's a few, so a few more things in life where you people passionately care about about it before it's even happened. You can almost feel that pushback of anticipation. So it kind of energizes you a little bit. It's different from when you're you're doing the part and there's possibility that no one will ev- even see see it, right? And in some ways, I don't know, it makes you feel kind of spicy. So I think that's an interesting quote just because he understands I, I take that again. He sees what has come before and he's questioning himself in the sense of what am I going to try to bring to this? You know, r- the director, Matt Ryan, had seen something in him. Mm-hmm. The other producers have seen something in him at that point to say, this is the way we want to go. I mean, if we want to see, and I know, yes, times have changed, perceptions have changed about what we equate a superhero to look like, man or woman. Um, But Michael Keaton was not necessarily cut, ripped, like, you know, we get to a a Christian Bale, you know, at at that point. You know, that's what I equate kind of, again, he, he, I'm not putting Affleck in this because Affleck was a completely different portrayal of a Batman in a different time. Right. You know that 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 we can't equate. And I think the the more and I equate you into this, Greg. Us more realistic fans understand that we're not getting a Ben Affleck Batman. That's not what this is. Mm. And so I said this in the chat before I had to go back to work was that it one his publicist should have someone should have stopped stopped him or 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 you know again you can only stop certain things but this is something a publicist is supposed to do to protect their client to not say stupid crap like this right. you know yes pattinson does have a history of doing this that's why i'm not necessarily i think yeah don't move on that part of saying it however this is who he is to begin with and yes when the fans are already iffy about your even role in it this doesn't help but for anyone out there that says, "Oh, screw him," this like, don't you're going to be the first one on day one lined up because to see it and just to bash it at that point. So don't they're going to get your money? Mm-hmm. Evan. You're not boycotting this because you'll be darned if you're left out of the conversation. Right. So so all these people saying, oh, "I'm not going to see it," up bull. Give you, me a break. Exactly. They'll give me a break. Just give so me a break. You know, you, you're not because you want the. I saw it. Not my Batman. Okay, guess what? I've said it over and over again. Guess what? You've got all those films that still exist, that that's your mm-hmm. Batman. All the comics in the world that exist, that you can be your Batman. Guess what? I have my preferences, Greg. You have your preferences, Jeff. I'm sure you have your own, you know, who your Batman is. And that's completely fine. I listened to um, a, a um, 
podcast this weekend. I, I listened to it frequently. They did. Uh, it's called the Daily uh, by the New York Times. But they did a on Sunday. They did a conversation uh, talked about an interview that was done with Val Kilmer. And, and a little side tangent, but Val Kilmer has kind of been out of the out of Hollywood lately. Um, you don't hear much of him because he ha- ended up getting throat cancer, and mm-hmm. he he's kind of out of loop. He is going to be in Top Gun. He's done parts here or there, but. You know, it, it, the interesting part is he they did bring up Batman and this kind of became a story either last week. Or we, I think it was last week when the story came out in The New York Times, where one of the reasons he he claims he stopped, he didn't want to do Batman again was when born Buffett um, kids or grandkids came to the set and he stood in the costume, thought they wanted to see him. No, they wanted to see the mask. They wanted to be in the Batmobile. And he realized at that point, that's why Batman has stuck around so much is that it's not the person in the cow. It's the idea of Batman. And that's one of the things like he wanted to be that part, but he realized the part is bigger than him. And it kind of leads to what you're you're kind of talking about, Greg, is that this is a huge deal. I don't think that's lost on Pattinson. I mm-hmm. don't you know that quote I just read. I don't think that's lost on him. Um, and I don't think Matt Ryan, I have a lot of respect for him as a director and the people in charge of this, that they would cast someone that would be truly flippant about it. Right. Um, it doesn't help. Again, I think it was a dumb thing to do. But again, this is who he is. Just like we've seen actors before make dumb moves and say certain things. That's just who they are. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not. It, I wouldn't do it. But as uh, remember when Heath Ledger was cast at Joker, how much mm-hmm. visceral was against him, oh my God, the t- 10 things I hate about you, Nightstill, this is going to be terrible. An Oscar later, posthumously awarded, many can still consider him next to Joaquin Phoenix and Jack, in the same way as Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Nicholson as the best portrayals of Joker ever. Yep. You know? So mm-hmm. I have always been, let's wait and see. We can separate who the person is from what the part they're going to portray. Because you don't have to like the person. Like you can't argue with the results at that point. Just like I can't stand Tom Brady as a person, but then again, you cannot argue with the results on the field. You know that's a very good announcement. Yeah, very very good comparison. I like that. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know, honestly, this is my thing with this Batman. Is um, I, I want to like this Batman. I think Robert Pattinson has is very capable of doing a great job. I think for me, it's just the not knowing. It's it's like I say. It's it's, it's what I expect not being what I'm seeing. And so it abandoned it in with the article, the quote you even read out of that article kind of even hit on this a little bit is that you're playing a character that people know so well that before you even do the portrayal of the character, people already have their pushback on it because it's not what they see. And that's exactly what I'm, what I'm trying to avoid, you know, because I saw the suit for the first time and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yep. Looked at it a little more. Okay. Let me wait and see if a story explains this. It's not as bad as I originally. It wasn't what I was expecting type deal. Maybe it's going to progress. A lot of things go on. Um, could happen. Th- this came up, and I was, you know, I was angry about it at first. And then, you know, I talked to Travis Snell and everybody on this show, Travis, Nathan, and Katie. And uh, and, and they talked me down. Um, and Katie raised some good points, which uh, I don't necessarily think is could be the, is true, but maybe it is. And then now Jeff talking about uh, the trolling thing. And honestly, based on what he was saying with those quotes, which I kind of upset that I didn't look at it a little deeper and read into it. Maybe he is just trolling. And if he is, guess what? You got me. You got <laughs> me. Like that's that's what you're trying to do. Uh, you know, bravo, 
you got me because it definitely definitely ruffled my feathers. But I just I just don't want to judge this movie before I go there. I, I'm I'm trying to take all expectations out of my mind because everything I've expected so far they've they've gone a totally different direction. It's so hard though, Greg, to do that because of yeah. so, of the character itself. We've said it before. Whoever steps into whoever the next Wolverine live action is, good luck to you. Luck. Yep. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, it, you it, do a you fantastic can't... job, and yeah, it's still yeah. not be loved. And and again, we see it all the time. I mean, look at Henry Cavill. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 whoever steps into these iconic roles are just going to be lit up, and people, it, it, you can't avoid it. It, it. It's frustrating, and that's why I've I've always felt the idea of let's wait and see to see the product. There have been times I've waited to see, didn't like the product. Guess what? I'm the kind of person that I'm not going to destroy someone on Twitter. That's a coward's way of doing things. Just say it's not not my tempo, mm-hmm. and let's move on. You know. Yeah. Well, I think it's also important to realize, I mean, even if this Batman is as awful as all fears, you know, equal to or build up to, um, it's Batman. There's going to be a, it's going to be another movie with another different version five years after that anyway. So, I mean, at, at worst, all you did is, you know, you had a, a bad movie and you had to wait a couple more years maybe than you would have previously. But all things being equal, there's always going to be just another Batman. This isn't a franchise. Let's say if you love Bloodshot and if Bloodshot bombed horribly you're never gonna see another bloodshot maybe for another 10 20 30 years until someone gets around to it and the whole universe semantic universe around bloodshot is dead um batman it doesn't work three five years from now there'll be another version of it and maybe that won't be closer to expectations and like i said so i I i'll try to take this stuff and just in stride yeah you sound like a glass half full kind of guy but also a little bit of i'll drink that glass so kind of a (laughs) a a realist and, and and a an opportunist and a uh, optimist so or optimistic so well yeah, I like that oh I definitely will say I'm just, I try I try to be just practical about it and and like I said I mean I trust the director um you know Matt Reeves is a, is a good guy why do I keep on uh, saying Matt Ryan it's Matt Reeves God yes yeah, no worries um, <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Ace was fantastic War of the Planet of the Ace to me was fantastic I'll trust what yeah. he's doing with Batman but like I said just you know just being to be practical. If it's, if it's not a good movie, I wasted 20 bucks, I'll get on with my life. And the next few years, there'll be a, a different one, a better one, maybe, that comes mm-hmm. down the line. So I, I don't know. I, I, I try not to get too worked up about uh, what, you know, this one particular movie. Because, like I said, it's it'll just be it's one it's one of the whole franchises that will go on for decades. Right. You know? Right. And, and, you know, the thing is, I know with fans like us, I, I know I say that I'll de- they definitely got my money the first time. I'll go see it. Even if I didn't like it. They probably got my money again. I'll probably watch it a few more times. Even movies that I went to the theater and like, if I want to love it, I'm going to give it a few chances, you know? But I, I highly doubt I'll dislike this movie because even Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Batman movies are fun to watch, you know? Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't want what happened to me with uh, Rise of Skywalker to happen again. With, the, with this Batman movie. I don't want to build myself up so much that I pay the extra money for the commemorative frame, beautiful ticket, which I still hey, love that I have, hey, Aaron, and then not love the movie that much. I'll just get, uh, give you this. You're seeing a Batman movie. Just Enjoy get excited it. about yeah. that. We're, there you go. we're still seeing Batman that's on screen. That's a good way to look at it. I like and, that. And that's just what it is. It's a different portrayal, just like you have different artists and writers coming on Batman, just like any character. It's a different take, and that's what excites me about you know when people say oh you can't remake this how dare you do that my thing is like you can 
I consider it necessarily if we're going to do something, I, I was I approve more original than just let's rehash certain things. But I am always interested at the very least to see what's your new take on it. What are you going to do differently that you can bring to the table? I'm always intrigued because guess what? I still have the originals sitting right on my shelf. And all the new ones too, probably. Well, you know, I mean, it, it can't, I think about it, I guess it can't really be that bad. I mean, you got the main, the main lead character from phone booth to play the Riddler. So, I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. I like Colin Farrell. He's a pretty good character. She's, I mean, right. He's playing penguin, penguin, right? Yeah. yeah he's playing penguin. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty cool, actually. I make jokes about it, but that actually, I think, could work out really well. So, all right, that's enough, Batman. Unless you got something else you want to bring up about it. Any other? Uh, anybody else want to talk me down from this ledge? No, I don't. Th- I don't think. Again, it's it's okay to have that. That was the whole point of it. That's yeah. a, and other people who shall remain nameless, uh, uh, not in this group, but other people and listeners, you probably know who I'm referring to because he, sh- he shall remain nameless because I refuse to give him any sort of play on any platform at this point. You know, it, it's just, what's the point of just being so visceral about it? Right. Be upset, that's fine. You don't have to like it. But, Greg, I don't think you went off any sort of the deep end. You're right to be upset about it just because of how much you care about the character and like the character, same like me. You know, it's it's okay to have that. But again, you're a rational person that it's not necessarily being talked down. It's just a different perspective. And I noticed that some people, and I'm going to call the person out because I think it was an interesting take on it. Lisa, who's been on the show before, you know, tweeted about this, that saying bravo to Pattinson, even if he wasn't trolling, looking at the idea of body image and the idea of, you know, changing what this is and that it's, you know, some people Mm. have, you know, try to get to a physique at that point because that's what society puts out. And if that's also what he's promoting, good for him for doing that. You know, yeah. it, there's always different sides to look at this. And I wanted to bring that out because I thought that was a very interesting way of looking at it as well. That is an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's definitely a point of view. Um, I think I think we have someone that wants to jump on. Uh-oh. My phone's on silent, so I couldn't tell. Yeah. He's saying beat me up. <laughs> good deal, man. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's see. We'll put him in. We're at 53 minutes in here. And you know he has words to say. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. I'm actually glad that we we can uh, let him wrap this little topic up. Uh, Nathan, what's up, buddy? Hardly, hardly, guys. How you doing, brother? Uh, wonderful. How are you, gentlemen, doing this evening? Doing fantastic, man. What I miss? Uh, uh, everything. We're down. We're now <laughs> down to saying our goodbyes. So I hope you that's right. The show everyone. We wanted hey, you to hop on. They find you. Quippy. <laughs> Shit. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. All right. Got to figure this out. What's happening? Ten, All right. Ten, start ten. talking. Oh shit. Hang on. This is usually what happens to me the first six times I try to start the show. Up. God damn it. Not next week. Happening. Not next week though. I get the new computer on Tuesday. It'll be interesting. We're gonna consider this a squirrel. So, at least squirrels in. Sorry guys. But. Yeah, let's hold this up. I want to hear. Hey, there we go. Hey, got what's up, got buddy? It, got, it, got it. Sorry, my fucking microphone wouldn't work. All right, crisis averted. All right, try again. Highly hope you guys. Hi, oh. <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> what's hey, going Nate? on? Oh, nothing, man. Hey, we got uh, Jeff with us tonight, dude. He um... is this all staying in the show, or are we cutting this out? What's going on? I can cut out every name. Okay. <laughs> Leave it all in. Leave it all okay. in. That means you yeah. have more work to do tonight, Greg. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. 
Uh, but we got Jeff with us, man. Uh, we talked about Jeff's comment to start the show off, and uh, then we talked about Amazon. Give him another plug. Oh, uh, Malik Raining Devil from 123Go okay. Productions. Okay. And hi, Jeff. Nice nice to meet you. Sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to play catch up, guys. Sorry, my in-laws came over. My father-in-law wanted to drink a beer. I mean, I just I couldn't get him out of here. You know how it goes. Sorry. No worries, man. No worries. Uh, but we talked about Jeff's comic, and I'm going to leave a link for the show in the show notes for people to find that. Just check it out for sure. What do you guys um, think we, of it? Since I didn't get to hear, what do you guys think? I'd try it up your alley. Yeah, yeah. you definitely will enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Oh, well, okay. well, no, Jeff, you should have you should have totally said at subpar. Like, I, hate this shit. <laughs> I, I, I have my own copy. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. But uh, yeah, man, we talked about that. We talked about um, AMC and the Amazon thing, and then we were just wrapping up. What was up. the AMC Amazon thing? I didn't even get to hear it. I missed that. I'll have to listen to the show, I guess, because I don't even know what you guys are talking about. It's it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing, really. Uh, Amazon was talking about buying AMC at the beginning of the week last last week. The, yeah, the beginning of the week this past week, and then it fizzled into being nothing. So we were just oh yeah. See, look, I looked around, I looked high and low, but I just couldn't find one fuck to give about that. So it must have escaped my memory. And then we were just about to wrap up this topic, but I'm glad you hopped on because I know you got thoughts about it. Talk to me about string being Pat Bat. Oh, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't know. I do. <laughs> you you do, but you don't what? Like the fuck are you doing like you're playing batman bitch like get on your game like come on you get like we're sitting around in quarantine you have nothing but ample up you don't have to get batfleck but you can get christian bale val kilmer like we can get in that body type range and you can like i said you don't have to be a fucking brute like fucking you know batfleck but you can still get into I don't want to see him like uh, Barry Allen size, you know what I mean? Because Barry Allen's got the like the runner's body and shit. He should be a skinny dude that's just kind of like I picture Barry Allen like kind of like a Bruce Lee, you know what I mean? Just like fucking small but stacked and just ready to go. Batman yeah. should be a little bit bigger than that. Like yeah. I said, he don't have to be giant brute brawler, but like come on, like like get your shit together, fucking Pattinson. You're sitting at home doing nothing. Like get your thumb out of your ass and quit thinking you're so emo and like. Oh, I'm so artsy fartsy. Just get with the fucking program. You're playing Batman. Like, motherfuckers kill. They would fucking kill their firstborn child to play Batman, some people. And this guy's like, oh, whatever. Like, it's just treating it all flippantly. But in the same time, realistically, guys, it's going to be a while before Hollywood goes back to work because they're going to be so goddamn gun shy. Like, he's going to have plenty of time to jump back into shape. But at the same time, like, why fall? Why start that routine? Get into the filming and then fall out of that routine. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems kind of productive to me. You Basically, sound... what it boils down to is get your fucking shit together. Dude, <laughs> you sound exactly like I did, except a lot more fucks. Well, hey. yeah. <laughs> I found a, a buck to give about this subject, okay? I found a couple of them. Yeah. Hey. I've also but... had a couple of beers, which I usually don't drink on the podcast, so like, I'm just ready to tear it up, fellas. Let's go. I hear, I hear well, uh... So we're not going to regurgitate what we were saying, but that's no. like, that's, that's honestly the way I kind of felt too. There, you should listen to the show. There's some, there's some, yeah, well, you will listen to the show, I'm sure. There's some, uh, there's some good things. Not, I mean, you know, different ways of looking at it, I guess. And I guess it's not necessarily as bad as I feel, but I'm, it's not going to stop me from being excited about the movie and seeing the movie. Well, no, I'm going to watch it, of course. It's fucking Batman. 
Like, come on. George Clooney could be like, I'm reprising the role in a movie. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to watch that shit. Even though, if I, even if it's just a cringe, I'm still going to watch it because it's Batman. Yeah, exactly. They've already got my money. It's like a permanent pass. They could deal. Like, they put some Batman out on the ground and just put him on strings out there. And like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some like real bad shit to say about it, but I'm still gonna watch it in secret because it's a Batman movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, man. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap that one up. And uh, we only got two more things to talk about. We're gonna talk about CW's next big crossover and their plans for the future, and then we're gonna end it with uh, the Mando documentary. Talking about that. Right. So. Chris, you probably know more about this because I know you're a bigger CW guy than I am. I know me and Nathan both fell off it. Uh, I think Nathan fell off before I did, but I fell off it not that long ago, but I haven't got back onto riding it. Jeff, I'm not sure what your knowledge with CW or DCCW is, but uh, feel free to hop in and talk about whatever you want to. But Chris, you got the headline for it. What is uh, the big story yeah, here? Yeah, um, CW kind of premiered there at their kind of upfront of what the schedule is going to be. The, one of the first biggest thing is that you will see... Out, I, I, it hasn't been called out. Supergirl has been left out, but we'll consider part of it is pretty much all DCCW shows will not premiere until January. Um, okay. And there'll be so there'll be no DCCW in the fall outside of they have brought uh, the DC Universe's Swamp Thing season one, mm-hmm. um, the only season right now to DCCW. So, you know, I'm glad to uh, I, I really enjoyed that show. I'm glad it's getting some more eyes on it. So, didn't they say? Didn't uh, the I read maybe it was a clickbait article. I don't know. I just saw a headline that uh, the CW president or you know head of whatever the hell it is said, "Don't rule out a season two or they're not ruling out a season two or something. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's just basically the company line. But didn't didn't is. he say that? It is, but the you know the downfall of this one of the first season, there were just a lot of different things that were happening behind the scenes, uh, budgets and different things like that. So I think that. If it gains a lot of traction, being that right now it's the only DC DC show, excuse me, show in the fall, and it's only ten episodes, I believe, from what mm-hmm. I remember, it, it it'll be interesting to see how the numbers pick up with that with a different audience. Um, the only reason I say Supergirl is that it is not on the schedule yet. Does not mean it's been canceled. For those who don't know, Melissa Bonois is pregnant, so you know her first kid with her new husband who plays Monel on the show. Um, we know how that happened. <laughs> Watch Mall Rats. You have a, you have an interesting theory on that. So, um, the but you know so that was going to be probably not premiering in the fall anyways due to her her you know impending impending first child at that point. So, but one of the things that did come out of it is the next crossover, and Guggenheim did say during crisis that the next the one would be a step back in the sense of scale in the sense of maybe stakes um right. they did, they're taking uh, a few steps back right they are taking a, a number of steps back kind of going back to where the crossover started and only doing a two episode crossover scheduled to go between uh be, be between batwoman and the new show premiering superman and lois it doesn't necessarily mean other CW, uh, other members of this DCCW will not be a part of it, but it will just be those two shows. Nothing has been resolved around plot. Nothing has been resolved about what's going on. And again, specifics on who's involved outside of those who are involved in both shows. So, but it is interesting that, you know, before we blew up the C- DCCW, it was just Arrow and 
Flash crossing over. So, right. so I mean, that's all that is the news um, with it. So, like I said, no plot, but it's interesting that they have come out because that's always a big thing now since the, the it is it is well, kind of sure. the big annual thing is the crossover. So, it is you know interesting that they did put it with the newest show. So again, that's a, that's a, that's a very strategic move to kind of build an audience. And Batwoman has, in my opinion, stepped up its game throughout the season. And, and their seasons are wrapping up this Sunday. So when this drops on Monday, the season finales of both Supergirl and Batwoman have have aired. And um, yeah, so the seasons have wrapped up. But it was interesting. Uh, I found it was interesting to hear that they're just doing two a two hour crossover. Right. I know the article said that uh, one of the surprising moves about this this announcement for it being a Batwoman versus Superman crossover is uh, that the relationship that's come out between Supergirl and is it is Batwoman in the, yes. the shows? I'm not I'm not watching it, so I can't really tell. So I guess it, as somebody who watches it more, Chris, is that kind of a surprise to you? Does that matter at all, or is that just something somebody said in the article to you know? No, I mean forward? it's I think. You know, when we saw in Crisis, her it hasn't really had a huge, it had a, some effects post Crisis for Batwoman, but I haven't seen, you know, this. Maybe they're going to bring it out more when she saw what the Bruce on it, Bruce on a different Earth, portrayed by Kevin Conroy, um, kind of jarred her and how basically off the rails he went. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, at that point, that Batman so, killed his Superman and a yeah. bunch of other people, and Batwoman came in and kicked him into an electricity thing and killed him. Yeah, well, you know, he was, yeah. you know, spoilers. I audibly said, really? Like, we couldn't have at least given him two kicks or something. We get one <laughs> fucking kick and he's done. Like, he, this guy's now, granted, granted, he was in a, he was in a little suit. robo, he was in yeah. a little robo suit and he's old, but. Really, one kick. That's good. Come on, it's fucking Batman. Like, let's <laughs> have him like at least throw a battering at her forehead or something. She can dodge it, you know. She can matrix that shit, but like more than one. Like, let's give him like a Luke Kang bicycle kick or something, and then I would have been happy about it. Just jump up, you know. Do, 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 do. I'd have been like, all right, that was badass, Batman. That's a good way to go out. So she, yeah, she, she's been dealing with a little bit of that, kind of scared because there have been moment, there have been a big moment in the show where she does cross a line and so but it's i think maybe they hopefully will be dealing more into that trying to avoid becoming what she saw maybe this is a part of it you know now these are all on the same earth so will we was are we going to get some more understanding about now you know this bruce has disappeared this bruce in this universe is is no longer batman he's gone nobody knows where he is nobody knows where bruce is um there were definitely hints on Batwoman that Joker is also dead because it has been brought up on the show that Bruce did, you know, cross the line and Joker is dead in this universe. So, uh, and it's Where's it the was outrage? Lot. Yeah, well, I mean, it, well, Batman 89, he let him fall. So, I mean, that's what they're referencing in this one because they do say Jack Napier is Joker. So, um, but anyways, so yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm, you know, again, kind of like what we said about Batman. You've got my money. Sure. You know, right. It's already on TV. I watch all the crossovers. I do still do that. Yeah. So they do get my quote unquote money when the crossovers come out. Although I'm not going to lie. I only watched half of the last uh, 
of Crisis. I watched the first half and I never did finish it. What? How do you not finish it? I don't know. Yes, right. you do. I, you but I didn't. But I do still watch the crossovers, except that for that one. I think I, you I did it despite. I think you did despite Travis. I did. Yes, just despite him. I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> and Brent. Right. And Brent. He and Brent. Brent. That's true. That's Brent true. right now has already rolled his eyes four times at what I said. <laughs> and I'm sure he, when he listens to this, he will tell me that, yes, I'm correct. It's four going on five times. Yeah. As he loves this, he loves DCCW. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, do you have any... Uh, I, I didn't even ask you, do you watch any of the DCCW shows? Do you got any thoughts about this particular topic? Um, I still... I reluctantly watched The Flash from, um, you know, usually a few weeks behind, oh, but you should get around to it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, ru- it's <laughs> been rough, Jeff. I heard it, the season no, no. was rough. Yep. It, it was very rough. Yeah, um, I, I walked away from the lot of the CW. I used to watch Legends of Tomorrow, I think it's called. I quit that one, quit Supergirl, yeah. never started Batwoman. It it, no. it it got, they, they hit a certain point of silliness. I mean, the first two seasons of The Flash were, I think, one of my favorite seasons of TV. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it just... good shit. Yeah, it hit a certain level of silliness, and I just kind of gave up on it. And the crossovers is always struck me as one of those things where if you can't afford to do it, don't do it. Yes. You know, yeah. so yes. I, I kind of I kind of just walked away from it for the most part. But I mean, I, I appreciate what they're doing. I think they're important to have out there because I do think they introduce new audiences to the characters, and they get maybe someone to buy a comic book once in a while, which would be nice, even if it's only like five of them or something. But um, it, it it walked away from being, in my opinion, uh, adult oriented, maybe three or four years ago maybe yeah well i've said numerous times and i'll stand by this that the cw by design is for tweens and teens and early 20s because it's all about like the it's about like the popular like the high school like the flashy shit and it's always about like these love triangles and strong you know like there's always a love interest and it's got this story like it's it's made for that type of audience and so like they what are you saying it, like, what are you saying about me man am i twig <laughs> well you know sometimes, <laughs> hey, it's all right sometimes you can like girl stuff it's okay you know i say that oh, with all due respect you, and love you're... to all the women out oh. there but like that's usually what that's aimed at travis and... i can't wait to hear you uh, <laughs> hear you respond to destroy this me. look here's another time Brent just rolled his eyes so hard they just broke, broke back in his head and he's gonna need surgery and travis is probably gonna punch me in the throat the next time we talk but it's the truth like you can like it. I don't care. Like, like what you like, but like, oh, let's call I'm space space. Look, look, Nathan, Nathan says, you can like it. I don't care, but it's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't care. I like I'm a bunch of stupid shit. Wrong. I like a bunch of things <laughs> right. that are stupid, but I don't care what you guys think is the difference. I don't right. give a fuck if you like it or not. And, I still like it. A, dude, I wish, it, dude, wouldn't it be so great if everybody could think like that? Yeah. Like, like oh you can think what I think is stupid all you want. You know what I care? Uh, zero fucking percent about what you, I like, you guys I do because I like you, but, like, people out there in the ether, listeners, like, I love you, but I give zero fucks if you are, like, <laughs> think that I'm like, oh, God, like, he said this or, like, or he, fuck, he likes that, it's stupid. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I do what I want, motherfuckers. Like, I don't care. Like, and I, Greg, you're right. I wish more people would be out there and just, like, there like what you like open, and who cares. Nathan. open. Yep. <laughs> I say Nathan said that whenever, you know, we first got up to decide if we want to do a podcast together and I was sold. Yep. Mm-hmm. So just like that, I don't give a fuck. Just like that. Yeah, I, was like, I yeah, don't so. fucking care. I uh, wish more people would be like, like what you like and who gives a fuck what the rest of who cares what I think? If you like something, I'm over here being like, oh, it's stupid. I don't like that or whatever. Who cares what I think? I'm a fucking somebody just talking about shit. Who cares? 
you don't know me. Like, yeah, I mean, okay, we can know, but you know what I'm saying? Who cares what I think? Like what you like. <laughs> I don't care. You know, it Mate. doesn't matter. It's not that big of a fucking deal. We can still talk about shit and be on opposite sides of things. And we don't have to hate each other and like go for the jugular immediately. Like, who cares what I think? Like what you like. And I couldn't Nate. agree more. Mm-hmm. Nathan's definitely been drinking. He was two two sentences away from saying, "Get at me." Yeah, get at, <laughs> come me, at me. Come bro. at me, bro. Like, come at me, bro. Saying, like, like he was, like, he was like just, that. he was just about to make it. Yeah, you were just, just two seconds away from it. I was like, all right. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, that's always been my attitude. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be like me, but a little bit of me and everybody would go a long way. Hey, oh, that's what she said. That no, sounded right there. Make huh? sure to take your vaccination shots to make sure, sure. it doesn't take full effect. You know, sure. Jeff is probably horrified over there just <laughs> listening, going like, "Who is <laughs> this asshole?" No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize uh, for whatever I say now, but I don't, I, I don't regret it or take it back. I'm just apologizing if I'm coming off a little strong. Nathan, okay. pre apologies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lays down pre apologies. All right, well, I'll, I'll accept your apology. Thank you. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, all right, cool. Well, uh, y'all got anything else you want to say about CW? About the, the uh, future? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. that small thing going on there, I do think is really cool because that is a. That is a. That, that is not what I would typically consider a CW show. Like, being that I just kind of like shit talked or like what kind of goes on there, they are going the opposite way because that's. Like I said, it's not typically what you think. Although there is kind of, there's always in the Swamp Thing story, you know, the love interest between him and uh, what's her character's name? Damn it, I can't think of it. Abby Arcane. Yes, Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, there's always that, but like that's the, you know, she's trying to find the human eagle, whatever. That that's in there, like that needs to be there. But like that's a different type of story or show for the CW. Well, normally. uh... In my opinion, I would tell me school me. I don't know. I don't watch the time. I don't watch this, but I everything I've heard about it, you know, Rivendale, those kind of things. It, they went this, way off. This, they jumped the this, shark season but, but that's two, what I'm and saying. they're still but, going. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Supernatural, this actually doesn't, it just seems like it. But, Ooh, Supernatural, I forgot. You, you, know, you know, again, so I think, I'll disagree with that. I think it may be a little more harder, but it also will be interesting to see what they censor first, because there is a lot of gruesome stuff that yeah, they're probably going to censor. They, they may put have. it at nine o'clock, but they're definitely going to be censoring. How long? Couple... How long before Titans premieres on something else? Because we know we we all we're all in agreement. The uh, DC universe is going to go to like straight comics and maybe animation, right? It's got to. Right? It, it, it's going to have to. It's going to go HBO Max the yeah. way they're going. Well. I know we said we weren't really going to talk about it, but didn't we just hear an art? We don't have much to go off of, but didn't we just hear them say that season three is green lit to go? So is that going to be with DC? Or do you think, think it'll be sold by then? I don't think it's going to be sold. I think they're just going to, the way they keep on doing this, it kind of, you know, I'm fine with getting more eyes on these shows at that point, but the way, uh, you know, Stargirl will be the interesting test. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get to see it a day before it goes on CW. That's fine. But, you know, kind of like we said with kind of video on demand and other things, I'll wait a day if I wasn't already paying for DC Universe. You know, mm-hmm. at that point, I'm going to totally take advantage of my app because, you know, I'm getting my money's worth out of that and Marvel Universe. So yep. I'm going to totally do that. But if you don't have it, you know, you're getting more eyes on it. So what's that's cannibalizing. I mean, unless they do some sort of promotion thing, you see this, guess what else you can get on DC universe? This isn't this, this. So that could be the strategy to try to hook people. Yeah. But 
you know. Oh, I'm going to watch Stargirl day before it comes out on CW. Then I'm going to follow everybody. Go to CW on Twitter and find everybody who follows them to spread all kinds of spoilers all over the place, man. All right, we'll call you. We'll, we'll, we'll call you the, uh, tr- the, the troll. Yeah, because yeah. I got troll. That's right. No, I would just, do that. Can we just like? Can Titans just stick a landing for fucking once in season three, please? Can we do that? Can we not have like a great season to build up and then just fumble fuck the landing? Like, let's get a good ending, okay? Because season one's finale was horrible and season two's finale was horrible. Like, let's get some. Let's get some good shit in there. Season two was season two was Stop less it. horrible. Deathstroke yeah. built up. Yeah, it was less horrible. He got karate kicked out of there two kicks. That's as bad as Batwoman kicking Batman with one kick. Stop it. It was less horrible than season one. Yes, it, it was. was. Okay, you're right. It was that's less horrible. Less horrible. The only one I think that the, the only one that thinks that stuck the landing on that was Doom Patrol and then yes. Swamp Thing. Yes, Doom Patrol. Like I'm so glad that when when is season two coming out of this? Uh, next month. For real. Yeah, we need a trailer. Yeah, it's coming. We have to talk about it definitely. So well, I'm sure we're gonna talk about that on here and on the uh, any other podcast we might be doing in the future. As oh, well. I love Doom Patrol. It was one of the most weirdest. I mm-hmm. didn't know what was to expect. Like surprise, um, like just delightful shows that I watched last year. Like delightfully I, weird. I can't wait to talk about it with you then because yeah, because I, I don't like it. I, I didn't. You didn't. Not that I didn't like it. You didn't I didn't. I, I remember. I'm exactly, fucking elephant. I didn't get past X, episode five because it just I had so much stuff going on. It, it wasn't a priority for me, and I just kind of never got back to it. It didn't interest me that much. So I didn't like the I didn't like the Kmart looking cyborg, even though the guy played a good. Oh the, the, my god! The, the actor was good. It. Let's fix that this year. Yeah, the actor was good. He played the role well. I just didn't like the fact that it looked like it was a Halloween costume. You buy it, you know, Kmart or Walmart. So, I mean, but that's just me personally. All in so, agreement. Say aye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to this last topic because we just chased a huge squirrel for like. Whatever. I got another man. We're gonna chase. We can yeah, talk man. about the Cassie, the Cassie and Andor series rolling out with some damn Cassie news. And the Mandalorian got, like, uh, Timothy Olympian got rumored to be a Cassie today. Ollie Fantastic. Yeah, whatever. However the fuck you say his name. Well, whatever. Like, uh, bring old Raylan Givens from Justified over into the Star Wars universe, and I'll take that all day. All right. Uh, well, we actually, we were going to talk about Star Wars. That's all we got left. We usually save Star Wars for last, because... Yeah. Oh, um, no, no, you're good, dude. What you? What were you bringing up? I, I didn't know. Oh, uh, the Cassian Andor series. Like, yeah, they rolled about. out some goddamn Cassian news today. Uh, Mon Mothma from Rogue One and from the prequels, that the cut scenes from Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. She's been cast in it. Jimmy Smith is coming back as Bail Organa. Uh, there's been another guy cast, and like he didn't just in a role that they don't know. And uh, like they are, they are moving full steam ahead, or at least everything they can until filming goes up. You know, rolling full steam ahead, actually, finally on the Cassian series. They're getting, like I said, we're getting a lot of stuff out there. Um, the guy that plays Selvig and Thor and uh, the Avenger, what's his role? The Skarsgård. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Uh, like, we're all in agreement that he's going to be he's gonna be an Imperial, right? He just looks like a bad guy in the series. Because he's been cast. Like, that's official. He can like, play he's gonna, guy, he, He's going to be an Imperial. Like, he just got the look, don't you think? Can't you see the gray suit on him with the little plaque? With the you know the Purina plaque on his uh, chest, like he's yeah. going to be an Imperial. Yeah, my oh, my man. speculation. It could be cool. Well, I know we haven't heard much noise about Cassidy Andor at all. I think we tried to talk about it a few weeks ago, and we really just didn't know anything about it. And 
I, I hadn't heard any of this, so this is all oh, news yeah. to my ears. Oh, okay. oh they've, been, they've been rolling out casting news, like, in the last uh, yeah. couple of days. Jeff, Chris, did y'all hear anything about this stuff? Outside of what Nathan shared. Okay. So... Um, I mean, I, I know about some stuff going on with Mandalorian. Like, they brought, they're bringing in Boba Fett. And yeah. I know um, a few of the other things um, about it. But um, I'm not really following the other spinoffs they're talking about, really. Okay. Um, I, I, I I'm only partially still invested in Star Wars at this point. <laughs> okay. I understand. I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's... You know, you've definitely they've definitely developed sides for fans after the last three movies. I feel, although three movies aside, no matter how you the the how you feel about those movies, I feel like what they've done on television uh, has been spectacular so far. I don't think I mean I I at least personally haven't met anybody who doesn't like uh, Star Wars television right now, even though all we really have is the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian documentary series. But then I guess you could throw Clone Wars and Rebels and all that into it also. I mean, I don't see know anybody who's ever seen that stuff and didn't like it. Um, well, I, I think that we've kind of either we had said it or we're, you know, hinting towards it. It's like, you know, yes, yeah, Star Wars does need to be on the big screen at some points. But I think where Star Wars has really shined into your point, that we haven't seen too much in live action. But what we have seen when they do it, the episodic TV really lends itself to really fleshing out a universe mm-hmm. more than a film can ever dream to do. Yeah. Well, you got to think, George originally decide, designed Star Wars after what he grew up watching, the Saturday, Saturday morning cereals. Yeah. The Saturday morning cereals. You'd get those little stories, those little chunk and bites of stories of these universe. You'd jump right in and go, and like, I'll be goddamned if, if Star Rogers. Wars isn't just built for that, you know? Yeah. I'm man. Um, but, you know, all that being said, let's, let's talk about Mandalorian, because, I mean... Uh, we know the season two is coming up, but we've been following the Mandalorian documentary series. And we talked about the first two episodes last week. This week, the episode came out. It was uh, cast. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was talking about the casting characters, which is awesome because it was really, really fun to hear uh, different points of views and like the respect the cast would give each other and their thoughts behind the scenes. Because you can get the directors and everything else, but the, the people who are playing the roles they have a different point of view of it as well. And it's nice to see them kind of show the appreciation for uh, <clears throat> what's the, the one who plays Laura or Dune. Um, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yes. I didn't know she used to be a fighter. And then I, Oh yeah. I oh yeah. Totally forgot that that was the she dated Superman Deadpool. for a while. Yeah. She I dated totally Catful forgot. For a while. I didn't know that. I totally forgot. She was the chick from Deadpool. Like yeah. just totally forgot that until I saw this. Uh, she does a fantastic job in the series. Awesome, oh, dude, dude! You can look up some of her fights. She was beating bitches' asses. Yeah. She's a tough woman. Oh yeah, definitely looks like it. Uh, I loved hearing her give uh, Carl Weathers his. Um... Oh, that was that, that was, was so was sweet. So nice. That yeah. was like she was like she couldn't even get it. Like she was she's mm-hmm. one of us. Like you, you could, could just tell, tell. You could tell he was about to crack too. Like he 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 almost felt it too. But it was very very heartwarming, and uh, you know it's awesome to see that because that's what it is, man. Well, like, everybody paying respect to the great Carl Weathers was like, true. you know what I mean? That's that as it should be. You know what I mean? That motherfucker, he is like Favreau and them, like he said on there, like you can't just have him. That voice is so commanding. His presence is so commanding. You can't cover him up and they could just kill him off, but you got to get him going. And I right. do like how they said that uh, Favreau called him as a favor because he doesn't really act much anymore. And look what happened from just playing this character and getting into the universe. Like he's on for another season. Mm hmm. Crazy how it works out. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't think if you're an actor on his caliber, it's one of those things that you tend to walk away from that much. If you've if you've been successful in what you've done, I mean, I guess there are a lot of actors who've had seen at least somewhat hey, success, a little bit of success. And, and Rick Moranis you know. is still giving the finger to Hollywood, and he's not going to be in Ghostbusters Afterlife. But, I mean, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But that's his choice. That's not a matter yes, of the studios not reaching out to him. Well, that was Car- that you know was I mean? Carl Weathers too. Is I don't think it was people not giving the opportunity. Oh, okay, it was him yeah, just that's not. Good point. You know, I don't think that people were like, oh, fuck Carl Weathers. Like, come on, it's Carl Weathers. You know what I mean? Good point. No. Um, but I'm loving this documentary series. Love and love and love. And like, I had no idea there were three people that were in the, in the Mando suit. I knew there was at least one, but I didn't know it was two of them. That's and I like yeah. that they finally, they gave those guys respect. And they told that like, they put their names out there. Mm-hmm. And they gave a little spotlight on it because that, that's a great, they needed to do that. Because those yeah. guys were doing the heavy lifting. While uh, Pedro Pascal does a lot of voiceover, and that was awesome to see too, was to see him watch him do that voiceover. That was really really fun to see. Like how how cool would that be to sit there and do? Mm-hmm. I guess while well, I'm sitting here saying that, I'm talking to a microphone right now, but it's not nearly as cool no. as voicing over the Mandalorian. Um, what y'all think about that story? The about how he had broken his nose, how he hurt himself falling out of his uh, his makeup trailer, and. <laughs> And that happened to be the exact scene that he needed to kind of have a fucked up face in. <laughs> like, so it worked out almost perfectly. thought that was pretty cool. Crazy how things work out like that. Yeah. But Interesting. This, uh, this documentary series has got me, man. I think it's one of those things that before it came out, if you had told me about it, I'd have been like, ah. And I think actually when I heard about it, I was like, ah, it'll be all right. I know I'll watch it for the podcast, but I'm not that excited for it. To, uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. Oh, it's you know, been like, so insightful. It's hard to pull yourself away from. Mm-hmm. What have you What have you thought about it, Jeff? What's been your take on these episodes? Uh, I've not seen them. Oh, <laughs> oh. no. I, I saw the one about the director from the directors. Okay. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's the only one I, I've seen, and I, I had the pleasure of talking to um uh, one of the people from from the show as well. So I have some insight to it, but I've not watched the documentaries. Oh, that's oh, all okay. right. You got something to do in your quarantine life. You got something to look forward to. <laughs> plenty of stuff out there that's for sure indeed he's gonna keep creating the comics but um so what else y'all you got anything else you want to talk about the mandalorian documentary series i mean it's a 30 minute show it's hard to really talk a whole lot about it i just recommend go see it everybody has disney plus or you know somebody has disney plus or if you listen to the show you've probably seen mandalorian somehow or another go see the documentary series All right somebody will mail you some vhs tapes or something like come on All we'll right. get to this shit only betamax uh, betamax baby mm. Betamax. Somebody will send you the bootleg copy or some kind of you know streaming illegal streaming site on right. Twitter or internet that you can find it on. I, so, I, I've got go watch I, I've got a random thing you say bootleg at that point. Random story has absolutely nothing to do with this. It's one of the funniest stories I've ever remember as watching a bootleg tape as a kid. Go. So, <laughs> anyone ever seen the movie Dragonheart? Yes. yes. Love yeah, that absolutely. movie. Love that movie. <laughs> the first well, the... one or the two or three sequels? First one. First the one. First. Yeah. So somehow my cousin and I was a kid at the time, you know, we all get kid, well, not a goat, but a kid, you know, uh-huh. um, the I somehow they're gotten a copy, a bootleg copy uh, of Dragon Heart before it even come out. And this was like handy cam, you know, in the back shooting this stuff. At that point, we were able to make out most of the movie. And then at the end, a guy gets in front of the camera, stands up and says, 
what a crappy movie this was, and then walks out. Man, I fell out of my chair laughing. That was the best part of that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. See, sucked, he said. See, now you got me wanting to do a review on that, so we're going to put that on a schedule for like four months from now to do Dragonheart. Oh, we got to get to like Starship Troopers and shit before that. I mean, come on. That's true. Dude, we got so much stuff to do. Why? They need to stop making movies. Oh, wait, they did. We can catch yeah, up oh, now. Oh, yeah, they have. We can You're catch right. up. Uh, Maple Leaf didn't make it tonight, did he? No, no, he didn't make it tonight. <laughs> but that's all right. Well, y'all, you got anything else you want to say about Mando? I got no other topics for tonight. Um, you know, we can make it a short one. You know, we got Jeff on here, and he put his comic out there. I'm happy to talk about that. Excited to read the next issue. When did you, you say that next one drops? Like, when will it be available for us to see? The second issue? Yeah. Um, not hundred percent sure. I think once things, um, settle down a little bit, we're going to be setting up a Kickstarter for it to, okay. um, try to speed up the income of it. Um, as most comic books on India world tend to do at this point, but, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's written, uh, but we're probably looking at a, a few months before work starts back up what, because of obviously everything being closed. Right. Understandable. Makes sense. Okay. Right. Cool. Understandable. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, well, and they're good. You dirty comic, Jeff, where can they find you if they want to, uh, communicate with you or, See or read anything else you've done. Okay. Your um, all right. So depends on what you're trying to contact me for. There's on Twitter. Um, there's the Vector Comics uh, Twitter handle, just uh, Vector Comics. That's where you'll find um, most things about the Nightmare Patrol. Um, I have one for the Madlock comic book. And then there's just Jeff J.H. Interview, uh, J. House Interviews, where um, I talk about uh, the Spoiler Country podcast that I do the public relations for. So if you want to um, see interviews with um, comic book people and some celebrities, um, check out the Twitter. You'll get to um, we we usually post a new video four times a week, maybe. Um, okay. And like I said, you'll what's see the, people. What's it's the celebrity that made you geek out the most? Like who was the one person you were like, I can't fucking believe I'm talking to this person. Oh god, there's so many. Um, uh, well, I, I, just for I'll just say I'll say the most recent. Um, yesterday I got a phone call from Robert Ricardo from Star Trek Voyager. Um, trying to, to uh, set up the interview, and um, I was I didn't I, thank you. I didn't sit up. I didn't talk to him. To, uh, I didn't do the interview himself. But being the handler for that interview, mm-hmm. he called me up and wanted to um, coordinate with me. So I got to chat with him a little bit. Um, cool, got when to you up, when you hung up the phone. Were you like, let's fucking talk to somebody from Star Trek Voyager? Like you know, were you like, did you ever just hang up the phone? I'm like, all right, that was fucking cool. I and just I, kind of bank that little moment away. I, I have I've had a lot of moments like that. Um, we've been steadily growing. I've been working with them since October. Um, in and in that span of time, um, we've interviewed from the celebrity standpoint. Um, John Wesley Ship. I got to talk to him. Oh, that's um, nice. I got to talk on well, um, on the phone, but I didn't um, interview uh, Burt Ward. Um, nice. I interviewed, yep, I interviewed Connell. Your, your recent one with Kelly Jones, man. Jeez, oh my goodness. Yeah, that that was really cool. Um, I was on that one. Um, I just. Um, posted the last one I would I did um, so- solo hosted with uh, Liam Sharp. Um, there's going to be one coming up next week on video from uh, when we interviewed Walt Simonson and Louise Simonson. Um, yep, we, we, um, I got to be on I got to be on that one and I, and like I said Ruth Cano we talked to two days ago and in two weeks we got Marv Wolfman lined up and oh my uh, gosh really? cool, cool. Oh, I want to see that dude and, you're killing me here yeah, oh my and, gosh give me some spoilers come on. Uh, June first, we have Nana Visitor from uh, D Space Nine. Who, who, wait a minute, who did you have from D Space Nine? Nana Visitor. She was the uh, Bajoran first officer. Oh yes, yes, yes. I just didn't hear the name. That's yeah. awesome. 
Man, that is so, awesome. Yeah, so we, we've racked up some pretty good names. I mean, I, I could the, the line goes long. Like I said, uh, from Mandalorian, we interviewed Emily Swallow, who was the chief, um, bount, the bounty yeah, hunter she's, chief. She, I've heard her do interviews on other shows. She sounds really nice. She sounds very sweet. She, she was extremely kind to us. Uh, we had the, we talked for maybe about a half hour, and she talked about uh, John Favreau and being um, the Mandalorian, and also obviously Supernatural as well because she's a Nora yes, from that. Yes. Yes. So, so that that was like my insight into the Mandalorians through her for the most part. Um, so, trying to get some of the other cast members, but you know, trying. All right. Uh, get yeah. Dave Filoni. That's a huge get. Get Dave, Dave Filoni. Filoni. <laughs> I'll get that one a shot. Like I said, um, there, there's basically we're we're kind of going up the ladder a bit. Like, um, we had like Osric Chow as well from Supernatural and, and um, some of the other people. So we're slowly moving up the ladder of um, celebrity. Uh, oh, hopefully, fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it's pretty nice. If check out the uh, um, scpod.net for um, the website for all the interviews for Spoiler Country, Facebook Spoiler Country, um, also on Twitter the Spoiler Country, there's a Spoiler Country on Twitter and Spoiler and Spoiler Verse as well, and that's all our interviews. Um, like I said, the last one today we had uh, we posted Terry Moore from Stranger in Paradise, um, the writer, um, and yesterday's like I said was Liam Sharp, which was really cool. He was and he actually followed me on Twitter, which I was got, I got geeked out on what? that too. So it was a whole geek uh, day. Those are cool moments. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's totally a cool moment. That's the stuff mm, where your nerd great. boner just rages. You're like, I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> I I'm telling you, I had a hell of a day yesterday. I said I got Robert Picardo calling me. I got Liam Sharp following me. I got not a visitor to agree to a visitor to to an interview. Hell? It was that's a nice a day yesterday. Yeah. Most yeah, most people will one. never experience that too. Just think of how just how like singular and random that is. There's not a lot of people in the world that can say that that they've gotten those talk to those three people in the same day. Yeah, I I, I will uh, yeah I'll, I'll say it. that that was a hell of a moment. I um, <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those geek um arrival moments where you're just like, you know, I, I made it today. <laughs> right. So, so I mean, it was it was cool and it it's fun to be at the point or close to the point where I can watch a TV show or a movie or read a comic book and go, I'm gonna talk to that guy. <laughs> and then like that would be pretty cool. Now he's just bragging. Now yes, bragging. I am. I'm, I'm bragging oh, quite a bit. Right. <laughs> I That's all right, it, man. Go That's ahead. awesome. You should. You should. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Uh, well, yeah, man. Uh, like I said, any of that stuff because I, I, I definitely, especially the Marv Wolfen, man. I Marv Wolfen, that. that'll be good. That, yeah, I want to see that. Very curious. Big time. Yeah, we're um, on May 27th, so it'll probably be out in a couple of weeks from um, you probably two or three weeks from that date will be when it probably okay. goes live. You're gonna text us his number, right? <laughs> well, fun fact. Contact, contact info. Well, right. well, back in the day, a few years yeah. back, I, I used to work for um the Burrowcon um combo convention, mm-hmm. and I stayed at the same hotel as Marv Wolfman, so I got to give him a ride to the convention. <laughs> so, so I, I got nice. to contact. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yep. We're talking to a, a celebrity adjacent guy here, guys. I yeah. feel like I feel like we have you know. If, celebrity if you, adjacent cool. makes you rich in this day and age. Yeah, right. yeah if, celebrity if, adjacent. If you want to play twenty degrees of Kevin Bacon, I'm yes, I'm somewhere sure. between the fifty and sixtieth um, degree of somebody right. famous. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Good deal. Uh, well, definitely, man. Just uh, give me any information you want to. I'll include all the stuff in the show notes so people can find the videos, find your comic, find all the stuff. Jeff, it's been great having you on, man. Thank awesome. You. To Thank you for coming you. on, Jeff. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Um, Chris, where can they find you at, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Balga. Uh, my show is World's Finest True Believers, which you can follow on Twitter at Finest Believers. Uh, new episode dropping on Monday. Uh, Ray from uh, DC TV Squadcast, Fans Without Borders, the Flightcast. We are talking about his favorite comic of all time, Cosmic. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Talking about Cosmic <laughs> Odyssey. Sorry. <laughs> 
I think I can find that and edit it. And that, no, I'm not going to do that. Sure. Uh, but that sounds awesome, man. Looking forward to seeing that, Chris. Uh, World's finest true believers. I always, whenever he puts something out there, I always try to promote it. It's fun stuff. Y'all check him out. Awesome show. You Nathan. also find him at his new podcast, yeah, Super Secret Podcast. Uh, I hate Harry Potter uh, podcast one on Twitter. That's uh, that's Chris's <laughs> new show. It'll be launching on all platforms next month. Part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance. There you go. No, that is definitely not part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. you, did you mention that? Tell him about your Ultimate no, Alliance. I show, man. No, We're not yeah, soon. no. Well, this well, this week's will be the last one on the current feed. World's Finest is moving to Geek Ultimate Alliance along with uh, you all for, you know, DC Alliance for you all, and I will be doing uh, another show with Travis Snell, uh, Marvel Alliance, talking about everything Marvel going on at that point. So, yes. you know, so. Travis has to have somebody elegant with him, and he can't have Greg and I's country ass, so he leaves DC to us. And we, know what, we like it that way. We like it that right. way, Chris. We know. We get it. You're the better of us. We get it. Huh? We're gonna we're gonna have the bat we're gonna have the battle of the podcast. Don't worry. I was gonna say I think I don't I definitely don't have an ego to speak to boost. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a fun time, man. We're all gonna be Absolutely. there with uh, Nathan, buddy. Where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me not talking or interviewing any celebrities ever. Just uh, you can find me on Twitter at wobblyboots85. And occasionally I check the show feed at uh, SCS Podcast One. And soon you will find Greg and I talking exclusively about DC. So if you want to hear nothing about, if you want to hear nothing but how much we love Man of Steel, BVS, and Watchmen, that's just going to be, be strictly all it is from here until the end of time. Come join us. And we can talk no, about I'm that for kidding. a long damn time. We're going to talk about everything DC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be a fun time, man. And uh, you know what? I actually got to look up what the specific uh, name is for that because it's not it's not DC Alliance podcast. It's they messed it up DC whenever I did. It was awesome. OK, here we go. It's DC Alliance pod C1 on yeah. Twitter well, at DC Alliance. That's pod C1, silly. So it is silly. I don't know why they did that. That's silly. Now, you guys know that I never mistype anything. So mm-hmm. you know, there's no way that's my fault, right? So, but I blame you find... I, I, I blame Linda the pig. <clears throat> Can't blame Linda. Nope, not my Linda Carter. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm Linda telling Carter. you, we uh, could have just had the. We needed to change the handle to just us dweebs, all one word <laughs> on there, and then it'll be easy to fucking find us. We Come tried. on, guys, work with we, me. We tried. That got vetoed, man. Got well, we already had that vote. We can still have the Twitter <laughs> handle that. We could say, look, the show could be DC Ultimate Alliance or DC Alliance, and we could just say, find us on Twitter at you know just us dweebs. And you know what? I'm fucking trademark, and nobody steal it. That's gonna be our shit. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but you can find me and Nathan on that. You can find me and Nathan on the Super at at SES Podcast One Super Civil Service Podcast talking to the show. Mm-hmm. You can also find me at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter if you want to talk to me just personally. To answer any kind of show questions or stuff like this. I've met a lot of people that I love just talking comics with and this world with. So I'm, I'm down like to talk. So gonna, we love me and Nathan love some fan interaction, which is going to be a big part of our next show. Uh, but you Feel can also find slide me. into our DMs. Oh yeah, man, slide <laughs> right in. We keep them, you know, doors open. Isn't that what the kids say? Floor. Right. Yep. Uh, you can also find me on Tuesday nights at 9 Eastern Standard Time at YouTube on the uh, C3 Panthers podcast where we talk about Panthers news. It's a really fun time. Check me out. But 
fellas, I got nothing else. Uh, we've all done all our plugs. We've had uh, all our media and comics and shows and everything we put out there out there. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Nope. Albert just crickets. Kirky. Just crickets. I got to get a Al- cricket sound effect. Al- 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 Albuquerque. <laughs> you all right. Well, Jeff, thank you once again, buddy. And uh, Nathan, Chris, I'm sure I'll probably talk to you here in a few minutes, or if not, tomorrow. And uh, we'll keep things going. Till right. next week. Y'all have a great evening. I'm the one who knocks.